0: It's on, and we got one open, we got two open, ladies and I gentlemen. that
1: order right, you know, so we've done the exact <laughs> same open for like 65 episodes, and I still always think it's Crack the Beer, It's On, even though it's always been It's On, Crack the Beer.
0: <laughs> this man even started it
1: two yeah. years ago. Like,
0: this man started it, and that's how we did it, and here we go. And,
1: yeah, I still can't do it. Oh, remember the order.
0: Well, for 66 episodes, we'll make sure for 67 we get the order right. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Covert Show. Like we said, this is episode number 66. You got good old Nick. You got JC on the pod. Nick is drinking some ice cold bush peach lattes that he bought from the store. Oh my gosh, I want to quit. So bad. <laughs> last well, that didn't
1: take very long.
0: Last night, I put up. If anybody hasn't seen it on Instagram, I put up 58 runs on a kid who decided after playing the first three batters of his inning, didn't want to play no more. So I just kept (laughs) trying to go to 100 runs. Now, today, I am facing Randy Johnson, and I'm doing it on the podcast.
1: L, 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 L. -L -L -L
0: -L 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 Oh, my God.
1: If you missed last episode where, you know, I'm like, I don't think you win very often. And then you acted astonished.
0: Folks, I'm not winning this one. I will guarantee you this right now.
1: I'm I'm leading off the lefty. I'm playing some NHL 13 playoffs, if anybody. So if you hear a mic drop, that's why. Also, side note, you know you're almost out of beer when it's uh, one Bush Light and a Milwaukee's best. That's the secondary one.
0: That, wow. That is tough. Also,
1: Bush Peach. What's the word? Is it good
0: or bad? Dude, I honestly, I freaking love it. Lou Brock lays a really? bunt down. We have a base hit. I had to do that so softly. I'm so sorry. I got a bunt single. But, no, dude, I love Bush Peach. Like, it is, honestly, I'm going to, this is where people are going to hate me real quick. And this is going to be the probably the hottest take of the podcast. Oh, boy. I cannot pause this. Give me a second here. Okay. <sighs> So I'm gonna pause this, and I'm gonna get my oh, hot. Oh, the hot
1: take so much that he needs to pause. It. I'm gonna sip a, a real bush light while I listen to this.
0: So here, here is my hottest take of the podcast today. I am personally a much bigger fan, and I think that the bush peach is better than the apple.
1: Well, the apple was terrible, so yeah.
0: Okay, well there, there's a lot and of people. I'm
1: gonna say this too: the peach is marginally better. Neither marginally, one marginally.
0: I'm, okay, yeah, I marginally.
1: Think also, I think both of them are terrible. Unless you mix, like, Peach Crown with Peach Bush White, and then, like, it makes it better. But that's because Peach Crown's really good.
0: So, and here's my, yeah. I've got two takes on this one, because the Peach Crown thing made me think of something else. But throwing it to the apple, I was a fan of the apple still, but to me, that was, like, so sweet. And like I, I couldn't like I couldn't drink a lot of them. This bush peach, like I could drink a whole twenty four pack, which is not good. But I can do it without realizing it. Like oh yeah, I'm still drinking it. Like I can do it throughout the day. Now throwing it back to the crown story. So I went back home once, um, a couple months ago, just to chill with my family and have some fun. Figured out a new cocktail. My dad saw it on TikTok. Shout out to Rob. Uh, he found a TikTok with a drink that is legit Mountain Dew and Crown Peach. Obviously, we know my debacle with the whole Mountain Dew and Fireball. So naturally, I had to try it. It's freaking good. If you have the time, get some Crown Peach, get some Mountain Dew, just your regular, it doesn't have to be too fancy, and pour yourself a glass. I guarantee you, you might not think anything of it, even though if you're not a whiskey person, then sorry to say, you might not like it. But I loved it.
1: Here's here's my take. Mountain Dew is an underrated mixer.
0: Honestly, it really is, and
1: oh, oh I just about end.
0: robbed it. Oh my L. gosh.
1: L L. No. L L L. Also, I'm losing one to nothing already. Well, we haven't even played five minutes in the first period, so I'm, we're I'm taking lo- L both of us.
0: I'm taking a one nothing L to Trey Turner with a bomb, so this this game is not going to go well. We might take an L on this, but no, I I 100% agree with you. I think that if you really break it down, Mountain Dew is actually a very underrated mixer because
1: because Mountain Dew is everywhere. Yes. Every like ninety, it feels like 90% of people in their house have some flavor of Mountain Dew. 100%. You
0: know,
1: I'm highly partial to good old Code Red. Like, it, there's nothing better than. Co red. Green. Oh, I missed it. You know, there's nothing.
0: And Shohei Otani goes yard. I'm losing 2 0. Green.
1: Let's go.
0: Well, if you guys were wondering if this was going to be a focused podcast today, it is most definitely not a focused podcast. We have podcast. to uh, take
1: the ninth liberty in this podcast because the next two have to be focused. So. The next two have
0: to be incredibly focused. And we'll tease that coming up back at the end here. But. I do kind of like this idea of, oh, excuse me, that one just backfired. Um, I do like the idea of having Mountain Dew as a big mixer. Now, I will ask the question, what is your go-to mixer if you're going to make a mixie?
1: Um, It's funny enough you should say that. So if it's what I'm making, it's usually Pineapple Mountain Dew. Okay. Because I am big on the rum.
0: That so pineapple is. Pineapple
1: Mountain Dew and pineapple rum is incredible. But you can use any pineapple, so that really technically doesn't matter. But when uh, Mountain Dew came out with that Baja Gold or whatever the hell it was,
0: the Baja was Gold?
1: Like, yeah.
0: I don't even remember hearing about that.
1: Wow, uh, not much of a Mountain Dew fan man. But, you know, they came out with Mountain Dew Gold. Uh, we'll have to take a picture for you. It's huh, right. definitely a thing. And you mix that with uh, like Malibu rum, if you will. Uh Malibu pineapple rum and you're off to, you're off uh, about to have a good time. That's about to I have
0: think. a good time. Some might say they get a little little blitzed as JC's favorite word. Oh uh,
1: yeah, well. It's a tough job, but someone's gotta do it. You know, well,
0: and I will say that. It is a tough job. And sometimes, like, when you're just having a casual drink, you're good. But then sometimes you accidentally pour one a little strong or, like, you pour a good one that you can't taste it, and you're like, huh, this is really good. I think I'm going to have another. I have given so, up three home runs in this freaking inning, and I am now down four to nothing. I want to leave. So
1: <laughs> when you, all right, well, this podcast is going to be really short the way we're going. <laughs> um, also, you know, last episode, Shane – Maybe warranted. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep circling back that unless you win. You know, we'll see. I'm but facing here's, Randy. Here's the real question for you. If you're mixing something, All right. do you do you measure it or do you just eyeball it? <laughs>
0: All right. I'm 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 definitely an eyeball poor kind of, like, unless I'm yeah. actually, unless I'm making, like, a good mixed drink, like, an old-fashioned, which I am a sucker for, um, that's kind of, like, my family's go-to, like, I would say fancy drink. Is an old fashioned, and so like I will actually, I or I will actually mix an old fashioned. I eyeball everything else. Like, legit, I am two I, sh- I am the you, two shots of vodka meme, just dumping this and waiting for the bottle to run out.
1: I can tell you, I've never measured a thing a day in my life <laughs> when it comes to drinking. What? I mean, you know, there's certain like if it's certain like. Green apple vodka is one where I'll always go Slow. white because it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. But, like, when it comes to, like, rum in general, it's it's like you said. It's that meme of the chick that's, like, one shot, and it's really, like, about five.
0: Yeah, and you're just sitting there. You're waiting. You're but waiting. Oh like, yeah,
1: this is fantastic.
0: Uh, well?
1: Welcome to our new podcast. It's the Drink Cast.
0: It is the Drink Cast, and this is, like, literally... So for anybody that plays the show, I'm going to go on a tangent here because this is annoying. <laughs> I'm just P.O. Oh,
1: they just scored it. Oh, want to save. Broder.
0: So if you play the show, especially the new one, you understand the absolute hell that is now facing Randy Johnson, a.k.a. the big unit on the show. Because unless you are top tier, I am not you literally, you are blown up on a fastball, everything looks like it's going to be a strike, and you're sitting for a fastball, and he won't throw it. And then you get late, like I was just there. And so you have no offense. Now, if you get lucky enough to time one up or get a run, or you can see the pitches, I just took a ball, I don't know how I did that, then you potentially can win. I... I am very trigger-happy in this game, so I can't win.
1: Oh, you sure are. Oh,
0: dude, I swing it, like, legitimately. Everything. We just
1: scored with 5.1 seconds to go in the first, by the way. 2-1 to one is <sighs> going to be the end of the first period.
0: It should have been a 3-1 count. Oh, 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 nope, that's not a base hit. If that splitter was in the zone, that was going to be gone with Cedric Mullins, but nope, it's now a 4 nothing game. You might actually see Nick leave here in the middle of a game just to not face <laughs> I'm serious, dude. Randy Johnson in this game is absolutely insane. We're going to hear
1: our first rage
0: quiz. Dude, honestly, it's not fun. Like, I have a buddy I have a buddy that I will <laughs> play with.
1: <laughs> I, have a, I have a buddy <laughs> that I will play with. The more this game goes along, the more I can hear it in your voice, I'm about ready to just throw my controller through the wall. <laughs>
0: dude, that's how it is. So, also... So, like, in MLB The Show now, you can do 3v3s or, like, 2v2s besides your normal 1v1. And so, when you do 3v3s, you and two of your buddies can get together or two random like random people online. You can actually get together and you can go um, play against other people like a whole team of three. But when you do that, you only get two hitters and then you get your starter and then one reliever. And now, normally, there is a new guy on... On the hill that everybody is terrified of now by the name of John Donaldson, not Josh, John Donaldson, who throws a 97 mile an hour slider from the left side that makes Randy Johnson look like child's play. But still, everybody's terrified because normally if one if one team has one, there's probably the other sitting in the bullpen or if somebody throws like a right hander, a.k.a. Shohei Otani will go there. Randy Johnson's currently sitting in the pen warming up. So if you don't get four runs off of off of Shohei Otani or the starting pitcher and Randy or John Donaldson are coming in, you're fucked, bud. You're you're just every every day till Thursday. You're just screwed. It every sucks.
1: day till Thursday. We oh, heard
0: first. MLB the show you is literally. Clear. Oh, oh
1: Chuck. Get back to the pot, Chuck. Here we go. I didn't give Damn. up a run. Move it. Oh, it hit the post. It had to hit the post. I can't hear it. Here's say, Jack, he's open. Score. Good night. Good
0: night. 3-1, 11
1: well. to, one, to go, second period. I'm so ready for hockey to come back.
0: JC's <laughs> ready for hockey to come back. I'm just ready to get Randy out of the game. But speaking of that, we'll we'll hop into some, probably the more focused part of our chat for the day until we start going down more <laughs> rabbit holes. We'll talk about the MLB because, folks, every every bit of the MLB is heating up at the moment, and by every bit of, of it, I mean, we've got some two major trades coming down the line here that got finalized this week.
1: Franchise changing, and uh, one franchise that's kind of punting on next year already, if we're all being honest.
0: Literally. And that franchise that is pretty much punting is the good old New York Metropolitans. Uh, because Max Scherzer is going to Texas to join Jacob DeGrom, and Justin Verlander is now going back to Houston. So the Mets have now lost all of their pitching, for the most part. Houston has gained pitching. Texas has now gained Max Scherzer. So the question also... Framber Valdez threw a no-no yesterday for the Astros. He's the first lefty in Astros history to do so, just as Rolander is getting to come back. He also did it in under 100 pitches. I believe it was a total of 93. So he yeah, threw a I'm Maddox. It's
1: like the third pitcher that's done that in under like 95 pitches, which is pretty doggone impressive.
0: That is oh, thoroughly God. impressive if you can do that. Throwing a complete game in under 100 pitches, even with as – Whatever many hits you give up, that is impressive. Throwing a no-no like that is even more impressive. Also, if nobody had looked at the score line, this is the worst part about it. And I, I'm not taking away from any of it. He gave up a walk, so he was one pitch away, or maybe a couple pitches away, from throwing a perfect game. Perfect but game. nonetheless, Framber Valdez, congratulations. Justin Verlander's coming back to you, and. Yeah. We talked about this before, and like JC just said, and I gave up another home run, it's now 5 nothing. I'm probably ready to leave now. Um, the Mets what are... are two my game. Oh,
1: make it 5-2. Mm-hmm. Let's go.
0: The Mets are punting away the season, which as you kind of made a... Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm not... Oh, no. I don't want a friendly... Oh, rage leave. quit. Dude, Sorry, I'm not hitting... A
1: rage quit. I'm not Yo, hitting Randy come. Johnson,
0: especially this when I'm talking on a pod. Isn't
1: quitters. This podcast isn't quitters. Come on.
0: I'll I'll go back. <laughs> it's fine. I'll take that. You, all day. You, you, everybody everybody that plays this game is on my side. They know.
1: But well, you don't go
0: back? Uh, well, I'm going back in to play another game. I'm not going back in hopefully to face Randy, which odds I are we can another
1: one right away.
0: If I face oh, Randy or John Donaldson, I'm oh, screwed. Chuck right I'm away. Just, the
1: Chuck. Oh I saved it. Come on.
0: But you made a comment earlier. Before we got on the show that you said that the Mets should have done what the Angel or the Angels should have done what the Mets did. I believe is what you said. Is am I correct on yeah. how I phrase that? So yeah, I mean, go into detail on that for the good old public.
1: So we we've talked about also the whole Mets blowing up and then Texas getting a pitcher and Houston getting a pitcher. Oh, that AL is tasty, man. That AL is real tasty. We'll get to that in a second. But the Angels, they're not, unless something drastically changes for them, they're not a playoff
0: team. No. Uh-uh. 100%. So I was
1: expecting, you know, a Trout and Otani. I mean, Otani was rumored for about like half the league, which, you know, makes sense if you think about it. Obviously.
0: But,
1: and for them to do what the Cubs did, in essence, where, you know, they had. Uh, a couple of different guys you'll probably remember them I don't but a couple of different guys and they've now pulled them back
0: Bellinger was one I believe Bellinger, Mancini that was is, the one is was now on there too yeah. um and so
1: when they pulled Bellinger back to make a playoff run at least when you look at the cubs and I can't believe I'm saying this because I don't I didn't think a month ago the cubs were all that great
0: but keep keep your sentence coming. The, come on. Come on. At
1: least the Cubs are a playoff contender? I'll maybe? take it.
0: I will take that.
1: I still buy the diamondbacks more, but you know, that's a story for a little bit down the line. But I was surprised that the Angels decided keep everybody and go for a playoff race. Because in order for them to get the playoffs, here's the teams they have to leave. Seattle, New York, Boston, Toronto and or Tampa, and or Houston, you're not going to win your division. No. Because Texas holds, I think, a six-game lead, seven-game lead, something along that line.
0: Give or take a few. Let me look and, at the standings here.
1: Because I'm looking at the wild card right now.
0: Yeah, Texas Texas, Texas leads just, the division by half a game. They're 62-46. and 46.
1: But how far ahead of the Angels are
0: of the angels they are currently as that pitch goes over uh angels are six and a half back
1: that you're not winning that division no and so i don't know i was just shocked that they didn't kind of you know just i mean they've hung on to trout for a number of years and i mean i'm sure i'm not the only one that's been surprised they've done that but didn't they I sign, mean, but didn't the, the trout sign a was, contract
0: though Trout signed like a multi-million dollar or multi-hundred million dollar deal or something like that.
1: But when you look at like Otani, think about the haul the Angels would have got. New York was rumored in there. You had pretty much anybody of relevance in the AL. (laughs) Toronto was loosely rumored in there. Cincinnati was rumored in there. A couple of teams in the Blue Jays and Reds that – I don't think either one had a realistic shot, but like, you know, like a New York or a Dodgers or a Giants. Like think of the haul they could have got that would have helped them in the future.
0: Not to
1: say Otani isn't great and can't help you in the future, but Trout has proven they need more than one player to carry them. Oh, yeah. Because Trout's been a generational talent for I don't even know how long. It's felt like – basically the entire time i followed baseball. I know he hasn't been in the league that long, but it's felt like he had been in the league forever. And he still isn't enough.
0: Well, and that's the thing. That and you're... that's
1: going to be what Otani is too, because the only difference is you get a guy in, that's going to be in your rotation that'll win a bunch and you get a bat. Yeah. But that you, you can't win with one arm.
0: No, you're you not going to be
1: able to do it. I mean, I get you're in the West. But even now in the West, you've got Houston, who's a perennial power that's going to come back and win the division. You heard it here first, and right. Texas, who I don't buy, but we'll talk about that coming up. That you, you, and Seattle. Seattle's better than they are. I and so I would you, say you're so. so far down the totem pole in your own division, and you look at a wild card race: Tampa, uh, Houston, and Toronto. All those teams are better than you. I mean. I don't know, I was surprised they didn't, you know, go after a, a sizable deal for Otani. That was that was pretty much it. I,
0: I think when you really look at it though still I if you can keep the duo of Otani and Trout together and you can add players as you go, and now everybody's gonna be looking, especially in the next couple of years, everybody's going to be looking for, okay, is Otani on the market? Like, are are they going to trade him? Like, can we talk this through? What are we going to do? But I think if you really look at it, if you can keep Otani and Trout on there but make smart trades for smaller players that are kind of like what the Orioles have been doing, where they've been building the farm system, they've been going through, and now look at where they are. But
1: that's going to take years.
0: It's going to take some years, but, I mean, still, it's not going to – the Orioles – or the – The Angels only need a couple more guys just to try to make this possibly a playoff contender of I'm going to go with maybe every two, three years they make the playoffs or something like that. I'm not saying they're going to turn it around within a season, but I think they have the potential to, if they can at least keep Trout and Otani on the same team, then I think that they will be able to potentially pull a couple of guys over and just say, hey, this is what we're looking to do we think you guys can help out. And if they do help out, then I think they're on the next right step to kind of getting themselves out of the grave that they
1: kind of dug. So for the record, for those keeping score as of the time of this episode, the Angels are the last team above 500 uh, in that wildcard race. The entire AL Central that's not Minnesota's worse than they are <laughs> in Oakland. That's it. That's who's worse than you. And there's not one of those teams that you're like, wow, look at me, I'm better than them. I mean, you're a half game worse than New York on the on the upside of that. So, you know, there's a potential, but you're chasing down Tampa, Houston, Toronto. And Toronto hasn't been playing great against Baltimore, But and Toronto goes through murderer's row the last three weeks of the season, but you still have to maintain it. And they've got a bunch of teams to crawl over to get to a playoff spot, which – it's weird. What I'm about to say is weird to say out loud, but okay. I think I'd rather be the sixth place team and play Minnesota than play Tampa or Houston or Texas. Whoever you mix or match, Tampa, Baltimore, or Houston, Texas. I would. I'd say rather go to Minnesota for three games than either of those.
0: I wouldn't say that's a weird take at all, because I mean, still, if you look at how Tampa is, Tampa's been pretty. Tampa was hot Tampa, this season. Tampa's a Tampa good team. It
1: feels to me like they're a, a stone's throw away from an absolute dive. Really? Because they were so hot, and they, Baltimore has a bunch of games in pocket with them, too. Because Baltimore played three less games than Tampa. Okay. So keep that in mind, too. And you look at, I think even Toronto's played uh, two or three less than they have total. So, I don't know. It just it, it, I don't know that they'll run out of gas in the regular season, but I feel like by the time the playoffs get there, that especially if they get Houston. I mean, Houston-Tampa for a wild card round is going to be nuts.
0: That would be if, – if we get that, then I think we get cheated out of a potential and it, ALCS. And it's in Tampa.
1: And it's in Tampa. That would be – so, would you rather see Tampa Houston or Baltimore Texas in the first
0: round? Uh I would honestly rather see Baltimore Texas in the first round. I seeing Houston and Tampa, I think could be If we saw Houston, three game
1: series would be so good though. It
0: would be so good, but I feel like we lose a potential massive contender. I think with Tan or with Texas and Baltimore, I think whoever wins that is going to be beholden strong. But I would much rather see...
1: So you probably feel about Texas like I feel about Texas, then, based on that.
0: Okay, how is that?
1: That you don't don't exactly buy them as, a, you know, as an AL contender, sure, but as a contender to win the whole thing, I, I don't buy them. I still think Houston runs them down, and then if they get Tampa or Baltimore in the wild card, they might get pushed to the limit right off the gate.
0: I actually buy Baltimore because they'll, more
1: because they'll be they'll be on the road.
0: I buy Baltimore more than I do Texas, and the reason I say that is just yeah, because. Yeah, I'm right the, there with you all. that. Yeah, one, yeah. And I think a lot of people are, and like, well,
1: I just don't buy Texas.
0: No, I mean, they're now with Max Scherzer. It'll be interesting to see how that will that can play out, and if they can resolve some issues. But at the same time, it seems like Texas this entire year has just kind of been playing with the house of money, and they have the cards kind of in their pocket. Baltimore to me has been the team that's been more consistent. And they've had to drive through a lot more. Like, they've been building up this entire rest of the season, and they've been well, right there. They,
1: and this will be my AL East bias showing through, but they also have to play the AL East all year long.
0: Oh, yeah. So they're, they're a tough where Texas round of teams. It's
1: the AL West where you've got the Angels and Seattle and Oakland in your division. So you can stack the Ws against a team like Oakland because they're terrible.
0: Wow. Terrible is an understatement.
1: <laughs> well, they got 30 wins, and that's only uh, three and a half less than uh, Kansas City. That
0: is very true.
1: There was a time where Oakland was like fat, bad. Guys. I'm not saying they're not bad now, but I'm saying that uh, Kansas City is just as bad as they are.
0: I might just be as bad as they are because I currently just gave up. Another bomb, and I'm losing 3 nothing in the game that I tried to... Still
1: 5-2. Oh, we went top shelf and scored uh. 6-2 with three twenty eight to go. Let's go.
0: Oh, my gosh, folks. If anybody was wondering if
1: that 50...
0: That's foul. Thank God. If anybody was wondering if that 58-game run... Or 58-run game was a fluke. Oh, 1,000%. If you guys ever get that lucky, just go have fun with it because you'll never get it again. Which I normally don't suck insanely bad at this game. I do have my moments. Apparently, I have them more on the podcast and when I play 3v3s than I actually I do when like no one's watching.
1: I definitely be keeping track of wins and losses now. Because, I mean, maybe I just, you know, maybe I was out to lunch and just thought you lost more than you did, but I don't know. I oh, what a shot! How do you get that inside? I the have
0: no idea because I I would have to go back through a lot. So maybe we either keep track of this starting like you
1: might want to just start like now instead of going yeah. back through 63, 64 episodes.
0: So we'll we'll keep that in mind for when we come back. So Nick's Nick's Road to the Show win streaks. We'll call it.
1: You know what you could just do is start. You know. Well, I was gonna say a season, but that wouldn't exactly be what you're doing now is you you just gotta start keeping track after after this game. we'll give you this boss for free
0: all right after two losses of them we'll give me two losses for free and then we're we're keeping track of of Nick's run here so as we restart the camera going back through here, so we'll let's you did that and I didn't pause the I did that and I didn't pause the game. gosh dang it, I hate this game. <laughs> because they'll just there. There's no pit. There's no pitch clock in this game. It just it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. And Nick is typing.
1: Well, while you're typing, I'm gonna go way off the way off the uh, conversation streak. All right. And talk about the fact that Iowa is getting not only a Dave and Buster's. There we and go. Good tomorrow, right? I mean, you talk about scatterbrained. Here you go. We're going to get Top Golf in morning too, and I can tell you, I'm here for it.
0: We have been. I,
1: I've never golfed a legitimate day in my life, but Top Golf is fantastic.
0: I was actually supposed to golf this afternoon before it, you know, started downpouring this morning, and this afternoon, and this evening. But no, well, Top
1: Golf a legit day in my life.
0: Top Golf is fun. Uh, for those of you who have not been or don't really know what Topgolf is, and I would say this is my favorite saying to say on the podcast, I guess. You live under a rock. Topgolf's been around. Um, Topgolf is kind of a basic driving range, but you can – the balls are, like, automated and tracked, and I can't get a base hit to save my mother-effing life. <laughs> this sucks. Oh, uh, my
1: God. I have never heard the struggle bus as bad as it is right now. The struggle
0: bus is real when it comes to this game. Um but no, if you guys haven't been to Top Golf, it's pretty much a driving range where you guys can play, like, a full course on that. You guys can play games with, like, your friends and everything. There's a bar there, so you can, like, order food and drinks to your table. It's super, super fun, so we are super I excited for it, this.
1: If it was golf for people that don't golf. Literally, like, that's what it is. part of it is literally just the social part. Yes. Like, like you said, they have really good nachos, and, uh, you know, they have the whole bar thing. Yeah, it's... It's just a good time.
0: Yeah. They I, have... The
1: amount of times I've been there and seen people that can barely swing a golf club, there's no way that you'll be uh, the worst one there.
0: No, because I, I go there. So trust me, you're not going to be the worst one there. I go there.
1: <laughs> I was so... going to say, I mean, all, I mean, all of RC and I do. RC literally will just hit it like up into the air like 10 miles. And then the leg lands straight down. Like, if he's in the middle, he's good. Yeah. But if you put him on the outside, he just, he, his, his game doesn't adjust. See, I,
0: like, I have so much slice on my freaking ball that I'm just, I'm so, it goes straight to the right-hand side. So if you put me all the way on the right, I'm just going to hit the net as soon as I swing. If you put me all the way on the left, I might have a chance to actually get some curve or keep it straight. So, so
1: if we ever go top golfing, the key is to not let you be on the left, because you might actually do well.
0: <laughs> yeah. More or less. I just play for points and I just basically go up there and just daddy hack a I take a I try to take a Mike Trout swing at it, even though my golf swing My golf swing is not the greatest. Like it's it's so unconventional. It's so unconventional. It is Ridiculous. There might be a video that I can send to JC.
1: Go top golfing sometime and do a live video
0: We'll have to do that, but there might be a video from back in high school when I took my first ever golf swing that I can send to JC.
1: <laughs> the, re- the
0: end result was this is also keep in mind, I've been playing baseball for years, have never swung a golf club, never took a swing of a golf club, never even thought about golfing. My dad kept me away from it. I proceeded.
1: That yeah, screws up your baseball swing. Oh, it so does. Right
0: I proceeded to let this club fly almost <laughs> an entire length. Of, like, I threw this fucking club. Uh, <laughs> and.
1: Tough book for the brand.
0: You, like, and by through this club, I mean this club, like, literally, you can hear it swish. Like, I, I didn't make contact with the ball, didn't even touch the ball. The ball stayed on the tee. And I just whiffed this and threw it back I in the middle of the street, is. like oh a three hundred plus dollar That's driver. So <laughs> kid that I swung it from was going to college to play golf. Like, folks, I cannot make this up. Like, I legit threw this club a country mile.
1: That's hilarious.
0: And I proceed to strike. Oh no, I didn't strike out yet. I'm O for. Or it's still an O two count.
1: Uh, we're about to win eight to four.
0: <sighs> I have a runner on base. I got oh, I got a hit.
1: Make it. Oh, he did keep it up.
0: Oh, we took a pitch. Okay, now we're in a 2-2 count here. We're going to steal Story. He didn't steal. Garver was late on a fastball because I can't ever freaking time up a fastball in this game. It's harder than shit to do, I guess, for me. Oh, that was going to be ball freaking four, and I, or ball three and a stolen base, and I swung at it. See, this is, folks, this is why you don't play MLB The Show. Your brain... <laughs> Does not want to to function after. <laughs> but as we go through that, we've been waiting to sit on. We sat on this information last week, and we realized it right after we got off. We're like, "Oh shit, we didn't talk about the David yeah. Busters. We didn't talk yeah, been about been the Top about golf. golf."
1: I've been thinking about it all day. If I had to bring that up, and uh, yeah, so, that yeah, good. that's big. That's big. It's gonna be right down by that entertainment district down there, and yeah, that's be massive especially for you who lives down that general area
0: yeah pretty much i'll you know, be
1: for me it's still a two-hour drive whether i go to omaha or good old uh des moines so which isn't uh, poor like a talk, two hour reflex. two hours isn't yeah, but a, it's drop. Not like like, a oh, drive. like 10 minute 20 minute drive or whatever be for you so yeah
0: but yeah we've been sitting on
1: and i don't know how i feel about this
0: you're gonna do what
1: now I said I'm about to hit the Milwaukee best. Oh, 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 oh. And I don't know how to feel oh, about it. Oh, I don't yeah. know what you thought I said. but I, yeah, I just, I was like,
0: I heard Milwaukee best and it didn't put two and two together. Yeah, so folks, yeah. JC well. also, in case it wasn't said on the podcast because I can't remember, he goes, how do you know when, you're, when you've are when you officially run out of beer? It's because <laughs> you have your bush light and then you have your, so, the next, like whatever other beer that somebody had left at your house or
1: I've got even better than that. Oh, no. Flavored Bud Light. (laughs) That's like the bottom tier. That's like (laughs) D tier, E tier shit right there. It's like lime, grapefruit, lemon, and something else. Well, back when I lived in Southern Iowa, I bought it because (laughs) it's like cheap, cheap. And Uh. it was awful. So as much as I'll roast Milwaukee best, It's honestly probably not the worst thing that I'm going to have
0: on this podcast. Oh. All right. So here's, as we kind of go off on more of a tangent, we'll get back to...
1: Welcome to the show. If you don't like it, well, I don't know. Oh, did Cedric Cedric
0: Mullins go? Come on. No way that doesn't go.
1: Are you kidding me? How
0: far underneath this ball was I? This game is horseshit. Uh. (laughs) Are you shitting me? Oh i got to take a picture. Can I take a picture of this? Yes, I'm taking a picture of this freaking thing. We're
1: going to hear rage quit number two here in about three seconds. No, we're not going to
0: hear rage quit number two. I took a picture of it. That's how far under this ball I freaking was, and it didn't go yard. This is bull. I've seen plenty of homers go freaking farther with that thing. Anyways, back to where I was going after my humble
1: rage. (laughs) (laughs) Humble rage. Oh. So, wait on the pitch. Gosh. Oh,
0: Not that fast. Oh, my gosh. I can't hit. Um, But so, anyways, had a buddy's wedding. He was from Minnesota. College roommate. He's from Jackson. Shout out to the Gumptos. We'll give you guys a shout out. Abby and Chris, happily married life forever and ever. Um, That sounded so. That. Yeah, cheers to that. Hey. Um. As I was going with it, they ended up, like, buying a bunch of beer for everybody. Like, just cases for the whole wedding, yada, yada, yada. That ball should have been absolutely put fair. I was too early on it. Um, they ended up buying whole cases of beer for the wedding. They turned, or they, like, introduced me to Michelob Golden because that's what they drink in Minnesota. And so, like, I've known about that beer for a while, but I didn't know about this other beer or lager, I should say, that they brought that was called Premium. And so I was like, oh well, I don't know how I'm gonna like it because I've had one beer from Minnesota besides McGolden. And that beer, if anybody knows, if we have an older audience out there, they think <laughs> you they besides or they they pretty I'm pretty sure they know where I'm going with this. Any young people, if you haven't heard of the, the name or brand, Hams, um Oh no. You guys need to try it at least once to <laughs> get the how this ball went where? What? No, you're lying. What? No wow, shot. We just
1: started tallying how many times you raged in this game. Dude, this I don't know. Incredible. Can I
0: record a video while I'm on this phone call? No, I freaking can't. Well,
1: we're about to find out probably.
0: This ball hit off. Why don't I you can just do you
1: record it with your phone when you're I on the... Can- uh,
0: Here, this ball hit off this base like this. I'm going to replay this and we're going. We're cutting out clips to day. That oh my gosh Nope, no shot I this game is stupid this game is stupid this wedding is BS oh <laughs> we're marking this down anyways
1: my boy is going off
0: dude I yep yeah. all right so enough rage enough raging on MLB the show we're gonna actually get For to now. this yeah we're gonna get through this For podcast now. as give much it, as we give can
1: give it five minutes he'll be right back.
0: So they ended up buying this premium lager. And I was like, I've never had this. But also, if you've never had hams before, the young person, you have to have at least one. I have. Have fun. That's all I'm going to say. But I was like, okay, is this going to be one of those like cheap beers that you find at a bar that nobody drinks, like they buy a couple of cases? No, this premium lager, which I believe you can only get in Minnesota, this stuff is really, really, really good. It's pretty much a little bit heavier than a bush light. But it's really freaking good. So if you guys are in Minnesota and you guys are looking for kind of a new beer to try, premium. It's in a blue can. You can get premium light and just premium, and premium heavy is the red. So yeah, there you go. We're connoisseurs oh, another here. Another
1: pod, another podcast. W.
0: Well, not not quite a podcast. W as Nick is now losing five to nothing, four to nothing. Not
1: you. The the talking about beer.
0: <laughs> we always talk about beer on this podcast. We. We we also we should put a disclaimer. We do not condone well, it's
1: time for Nick's disclaimer.
0: We, we do not condone underage drinking, so please drink responsibly. We sure don't. Yes, we would like to point that out don't there. Drink so we don't drink and drive either. Yes, you know, do not drink do and that. Drive either. Just basically drink and please be responsible. That's all we ask. Yep, that's yep. all everybody asks, and we're doing. We this.
1: wouldn't ask you to do anything that we ourselves don't do. Correct. So there you
0: go. Yes, but now, anyways. You had flavored Bud Lights. That is, that's a tough one. That's a tough pill to swallow. I don't know how I feel about that one. Cause I don't, I don't think I've ever had it's like a Bud not Light. Good. I was going to say, I don't think I ever had a Bud Light Lime or like a Bud Light Orange. I never had any of those.
1: Well, they're not good.
0: Huh? Good to know.
1: Oh. So when, when, uh, the next couple podcasts, Excuse me. We'll go from D tier beer to F tier beer.
0: <laughs> Please buy new beer before that. We are not going to <laughs> I was going to say there if there is one like I I will not put myself through and this is just like a this is just like a normal thing of drinking like there was a for Chris Nabby's wedding, we were at one of the bars in Okaboji. And if everybody knows those bars that are from Bogey. Iowa, everybody knows the bogie bars. I'm pretty much going there within another week to go get smacked at those ah, bars boy. with our family squad. Ah. That's what we always do, so anyways, I don't think, and if you are the waitress at this bar i I firmly apologize, but oh also
1: God, what did you do?
0: No, I didn't do anything. She gave me the worst possible whiskey known to man. I ordered oh, a whiskey boy. sour. This wasn't even a freaking whiskey. This was, like, literal just diesel. I'm talking, oh, like, this God. was, net na- like, black velvet was better than this shit. And wow. That's, wow. that's saying something. And my family drinks Windsor, and shout out to my family. But holy shit, we, we drink bottom shelf whiskey, but we mix it with stuff. Like...
1: That was... Well, that's the, how you drink oh. bottom-shelf booze. Oh, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta mix. You gotta go light, light-ish on the booze. Not, like, light, light. Oh, yeah. But you have had more mixer than you normally do they, to scuffle through crap like that.
0: Yeah, well, to say the least, no, she dumped pretty much the... She gave me a ton.
1: It's probably into end of the bottle, so she's oh. like, fuck it, here you go. Dude, <laughs> it
0: must have been, because I literally had, and I pour my drink strong... I had a ninety ten, like I shit you not. I had a ninety ten, like this. You oh, no. could she put it down, and I literally took one look at it and I said, "Oh, what the
1: there, hell is this?"
0: There wasn't even color in it. Like she, you know how you you make a you make a strong drink and oh, you put a splash God. for color. No, there was no oh, splash for no. color. I looked at this thing and said, oh, you... "I'm screwed." Damn. I took one sip of it, and I handed it to Kenny, and I said, dude, this has to be the worst drink I ever tasted. Handed it to him, and he goes, well, boy, that's sour. And I said, w-. I was like, what? He goes, that's sour. And I was like, no, dude, that is ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds- oh, It was so i a big whiskey for starter,
1: so that would be even worse. Oh, my gosh, Like, dude. maybe if it was, like, rum... That was ninety ten. I might have a fighting chance, or maybe like vodka. Although vodka, eh, no, we're all being honest. But like whiskey, ninety ten. I don't know about that. Like and bottom like D tier whiskey is even worse. No, this
0: was F. I have never seen this label on a bottom F
1: tier, dude. Wow.
0: So if anybody knows the the you betcha boys or like the bellied up podcast, everybody knows Charlie Barron's. Well, back when he like when COVID started, he produced a video that said how to make bloody Marys. And so this, and it was just a funny spoof on pretty much anything you had around the house, because you guys obviously couldn't go to the store. And so he put out a bottle of vodka called Fleshman's and he goes, Fleshman's the booze you use for the family. You don't like, I'm pretty sure this bartender says whatever this bottle is, the booze you use for the customers that are still ordering drinks now. She so, handed. Oh, it was so disgusting.
1: So did she? Did she ever tell you what it was?
0: No, I didn't go. Oh, I so didn't.
1: This is even worse because now when you go back up there, you're going to be paranoid. You're going to get it again. Oh no! You're I have to sit at the bar and watch them make it,
0: dude. She. But you
1: know what it is.
0: Her memory has now been like <laughs> seared into my brain of how this <laughs> looks like as a bottle. Like I have the I, label. I can't. I would never be able to describe it on Google and look, but, like, if I see that in a bottle or see that in a bar, I'll be like, no, 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 not that bottom shelf. Something a little bit higher than that bottom shelf. I'll
1: spend more money. Give me something that doesn't taste like shit, please.
0: The next one I had to, like, I I couldn't even go. Oh,
1: I got the middle scores.
0: I couldn't even order another drink after that. Like, I I was legit, Like, like.
1: You couldn't even go, like, a different, like, beer.
0: I think I did or order, no, I did that? order, I did order a beer after that, but I was like, dude, I can't order another whiskey again. He goes, <laughs> and he asked, Kenny asked me the next day, he goes, so what the hell were you like complaining about? I said, dude, I got served a 90 and he goes, yeah, and so, because he knows, he knows both of us pour strong, and so. So
1: he must pour stronger than you do. <laughs>
0: well, no, he just, he had never realized what it was, and I said, dude. Do you have a taste in your mouth that is just, like, horrible? He goes, yeah. And I said, that's what I have after drinking a whole drink. And he goes, oh, that's what that is? Because Did you
1: give him some of it, though?
0: No, I I gave him two sips. He took two sips of it.
1: He took two sips and didn't think it was that bad. He
0: thought it was sour, man. He's sitting there, and he's like, dude, this is sour. And I was like, it's not (laughs) a sour patch, kid, you dumbass. <laughs> it's wow, like what a, first what an absolute ride. It's like first they're sour then they're sweet. It's like no, this is shit and then it's still shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm swinging at everything oh, and it's the bottom of the 7th. Chalk, we'll, we'll chalk this first loss up. We'll go 0 1. Yeah, hopefully
1: somebody remembers even though record. it's the 7th. Oh, that missed the post. Here we go. Man, Holy I can't. Holy I'm like Holy. I feel
0: like I'm on everything. Like I'm seeing it. I'm swinging at everything, but Oh, Mitch Garver! That ball,
1: that ball! That ball
0: has, has to go, Mitch Garver! That ball! No, that's not. Oh my! I. He's getting pissed. I hate this
1: freaking game. He's getting pissed.
0: <laughs> oh. I just, okay. Cool. My boy, cool. <laughs> I've had three balls that I should have put out in this game. I'm. Two. Like, an understatement of the word, I'm somewhat livid.
1: Oh. <laughs> so 10, Ten goals. We did it in the first game. Ten to five with 4.9 seconds to go. You'll love to see it. We got Marc-Andre Fleury pulled because we're playing 2013, and we're going to beat the Penguins in game one of the second round of the Eastern Conference. Let's go. Oh. After dispatching Florida in the first round, fun fact.
0: Glad one of us is having a good night when it comes to playing video games. And Juan Soto just went yard. That is foul. That's foul. Thank God. I was going to well, say.
1: you see, you're playing actual people. I'm playing games that are like 10 years old. So. Struck it out that's looking. Let's like Because cool. normally I'm playing games from like 1994. So. That
0: is very true. JC does just, play a know, lot of classics.
1: I, I just like to play a game where I can sit down and I don't have to think about it too much. Honestly, really though. Strategize.
0: I feel that 100%. Like, this this game I love to play.
1: Because I would have the same problem you do. If I picked up your game right now and played it, even if I played it for a month, I'd still be ass because I don't play it enough.
0: Oh, I I play it enough, and I'm still ass, so it's fine. (laughs) (sighs) All right,
1: game two is fired up. Let's go.
0: There you go. And we got out. You gotta pick
1: up a dub. You gotta pick up a dub before you get off the podcast. I'm
0: working on it because we got some. So this is gonna be
1: like a 12 hour podcast. I'm gonna have to call into work tomorrow. I'll be All ready. right, calm down, no, I can't come in. I can't come into work because we're still on a podcast because Nick won't win a game on MLB the show.
0: It's so not it's... that bad. It's not that bad. We'll we'll get there. It's not that bad. But. Oh, feel Cedric Mullins.
1: Like... Base I hit. Like I feel like you're the meme that's like. It's fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. No, seriously, it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine! That's what I feel like you're doing I might have to cut that just for... I feel like that's what you're doing, though, because I'm like, you got blasted in the first game, you got blasted in the second game, you're getting blasted in this game, and then, like, you know, oh, it's a out in Pittsburgh. I'm fine. Everything is
0: fine. Oh, my gosh. Well, that one's definitely getting cut. We've got a lot of clips to cut on this one that are going to be pretty, pretty you know, our good.
1: Social media, our social media presence is uh, getting better by the day. We are trying mostly to grow because, that. Mostly because yours truly uh, is being told that it has to be better.
0: <laughs> folks, Folks, we may get a run here. We're going to send him. We're going to send him. It is now Austin Hayes with a double.
1: Four to one in the eighth, let's go. Yes. He finally scored. Woo!
0: Let's go. Holy shit, it took me long enough.
1: (laughs) It sure did. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) And I swung (laughs) at the next (laughs) I swung at
0: the next pitch in the dirt. What's new? Oh, just like my college days. (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, though, everybody knew it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that's got to go yard with Jordan. Come on. This is.
1: Say it's rigged. It's rigged. It's, it's not rigged, but Jordan rigged. moves a runner rigged.
0: over. We can possibly get a 4-2 game. And we're also, this is our home stadium, so we are the, the home team. Ozzie Albies is now up and that how the hell did I not lay off that that also looked like it was going to end up where I set. there we go I took one huzzah hooray
1: huzzah huzzah I finally took a pitch instead of swinging at everything I look
0: at oh my gosh Ozzie Albies Ozzie Albies dude I'm oh no 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 I'm so dumb I just got doubled off Oh, no. That was going to be a tagged run anyways, and I thought it was going over his head. Dude, I've gotten screwed over with good timing today. Just done. Done. We're going to the ninth. I just need to make a clip. Like, one of these podcasts, I need to make a clip of every single time I rage at the show.
1: This episode will be a good one to start with.
0: Oh my gosh. Just every single time I'm like just PO'd at the show. I hope I have all these clips marked down with the pictures to, to put them in place. I, oh all right. Well, so for anybody who's wondering who was still worried about where we were going with the conversation, like probably, I believe it was 20 minutes ago. <laughs> After our tangent,
1: oh we, yeah, we haven't even broke down the uh, National League. We
0: haven't broken off the National <laughs> we haven't League broke yet down either.
1: Any single thing of uh, the playoffs yet? So also the Dodgers are absolutely destroying the Athletics because, of course, they are well, nine to one in the seventh.
0: You want to talk about teams kind of destroying, and I'll I'll, I'll plug my own horn just a little bit because JC oh, will get to do this in a second. Here we go. Cause tomorrow is Cubs Day Eve, ladies and gentlemen. As this podcast hopefully comes out, that's Thursday. So today is Podcast Eve, Thursday, August third, or yeah. Cubs Eve. I can't speak. Cubs Eve. He's so excited. I honestly <laughs> am. The Cubs are on a two-game win streak after coming back. They have destroyed the Cincinnati Reds in two games, twenty to five. Or yeah, what was it? 20 to 5, 20 to 9 last night? It was
1: night. 20 to 9, but it was 20 to 5 going into the ninth yeah. inning, and the Reds scored four runs, which I don't want to be you... this guy, but I'm going to be this guy. Why do you do that? You're now 20 to 5. You're not scoring 15 runs in the ninth inning.
0: No, uh-uh. Like, it's...
1: Just save it for tomorrow, What's tomorrow wasn't much better, as it turns out, getting smacked 16 to 6, but nope. anyway.
0: Um, and also we thank the, the Cincinnati Reds third baseman for giving us a few errors. Um, and then we also just thank the Cincinnati Reds team for, uh, pitching to the bats that are currently hot Ian Happ had two bombs today. Christopher Morel had two bombs today or had a bomb today. And also, um, Camillario has come back after getting traded. Um, and he has now had back to back four hit games. So, it's safe to say the Cubs offense is hot. Now, JC said it earlier. Are they a playoff, quote-unquote, contender? I think they can be a contender. Do I expect them to really do anything when I get to the playoffs? If they get to the playoffs, I'm going to go with no. I still think that they are a couple of pieces away to do a lot. But, can they keep this win streak and kind of winning momentum going? Absolutely, we've seen it happen in the past. I think that the Cubs are kind of on a on a good roll here. They just need to get some couple of arms of the bullpen. I think they will be fine. Now they have the Reds to continue for two or er, for tomorrow, and then I see them with the or with the Atlanta Braves. I'm and a little if terrified. If you can get
1: out of that game, if you can get out of that series, winning two of three, I might change my opinion on if you're a playoff team.
0: Well, now here's the thing. The Atlanta Braves uh, destroyed the Angels the other night because, yeah, I swung the at a Angels fastball a high that game. should never have swung. But Here's still. the other
1: thing. For this, going back to, to cut you off, to go back to the Reds and Cubs before we get too far down the line. The weird thing about these games, and both of them, other than the one the Reds won to start the series, the games have been tied after the fifth.
0: Oh, yeah. Like and it, the it's Cubs close. in the
1: sixth, seventh, and eighth just absolutely just decide, yeah, okay, let's just score like 12 runs in three innings. Because that's what they did tonight. It was 5-5 going into the sixth inning. Bottom of the sixth it's 5-5. Yep. And the rest of the way, it's a, an 11-1 to score pattern. And I think yesterday, uh, let's glance back to yesterday. Yesterday was about the same. Uh, yesterday it was – well, actually, yesterday was the polar opposites. The Cubs got off to a five-run first, and at one point, into the fifth, led the game 13-2. to two
0: It was a, it was a big Reds lead. Four
1: garbage-time runs, which whatever. But. Oh.
0: Well, whoops. Also, in case anybody's wondering, that's, that's a big fat L for Nick.
1: F in the
0: chat. F in the chat. But not for the Cubs, but also it's – it is fun to see that the Cubs are kind of starting to get the offense going and kind of being back to where we're where some of us fans have been used to seeing them now for other teams in the National League because I'll go I'll go that far I'll bounce before, around here
1: before we before we go to okay. the national League breakdown let's look at your Cubs' swing. not to rain on the parade but I know but kind of terrain on the parade you're going so you get Cincinnati tomorrow. I don't know if you'll win that. Say you do, you take three or four from Cincinnati, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of cut into that old division lead. The uh, Cincinnati Reds and Brewers have been exchanging. Uh, the Reds might squander the lead. Then you're only like two games back, and you're feeling real good about yourself. But here's the problem. Okay. The Braves for three, say you take one. The Mets for three, which you should win that series. Then you get the Blue Jays for three.
0: That'll the be White a tough Sox one.
1: for two, and then the Royals for three, and then Detroit for three, and then the Pirates for three, or Pirates for four. If you can look – seriously, if you look at this schedule, you actually have a chance to really make some hay here. Mm-hmm. Because say you get Cincinnati tomorrow. I think Cincinnati will bounce back and split the series with really, but say you get them. That's one. That's big. That'll put you within two games. Say you take one of three – Against the Braves, and say you sweep the Mets or take two of three. Let's not get greedy. You take two of three. Okay. And then Blue Jays, you take one, although you might take two the way we've been playing. We'll see. And then you play the White Sox and say you split. After that, you have the Royals, Cubs, and, or Royals, Tigers, and Pirates for 10. You can win eight of those. I mean the Pirates aren't good. Detroit's not good. Kansas City sure in the hell's not good. You can really make a stretch there. Then you get the Brewers. So if you've been playing well, then you get the Brewers and Reds back to back series after that for seven games there. There's a route for your Cubs. There there's a potential. You gotta route. weather the storm you gotta weather the storm this like week into next week where you get the Blue Jays for three. And the Braves for three and back-to-back weekends. But, like, if you can weather the storm and pick up a good uh, run between the Mets and the White Sox, there's there's a shot. There is a shot, but there's also – Especially with as well as, as well as they've been playing.
0: With as well as they've been playing, yes. But you also have to kind of look at teams that are also playing in the National League, especially in the Central, because obviously we're playing the Reds who are currently leading the NL Central after the um, debacle that was the Brewers losing to the Braves and now at least dropping two to the Nationals. They've got Pittsburgh coming up next. So, I mean, the Brewers are kind of looking at a a little bit of a losing streak at the moment, or at least a skid. So now it's a matter of, how many can we start to take and build that momentum before we get to that Brewers series after we go from, I believe it was the Tigers. Can we take that and series and keep going? And one other fascinating
1: thing about the NL Central is the Cubs are the only team that has a positive run differential, which I did. True. I thought Cincinnati did, but like, you know, the Cubs are the best in run differential. Pittsburgh is the absolute worst. And I, I said it back in May that Pittsburgh, mm, they I didn't buy them back then, and they really came back to form uh, after that. But everybody else in the division has a negative run differential. So a fascinating factoid if you're you're a Cubs fan that's trying to believe uh, that your team can make a playoff push because, frankly, they're right there. They are right uh, there. it's, It's interesting.
0: I would at least like to, and we started off a new game, and there's a home run in the first with two outs. I'm just okay. This game—if uh, I don't break. Well, we
1: haven't heard a control. We haven't heard a loud thump in the background, <laughs> so we know the controller is safe for now.
0: I was gonna say if a controller doesn't get snapped in half here, then it's a good day.
1: Hopefully, uh, the camera catches it if you do, because that would be great for the gram.
0: If it does, I would laugh so hard. But I—I I have never—I've come close to trying to snap a controller. I have never snapped a controller, so we're good, hopefully, maybe, we'll see, <sighs> but I mean still, as, oh Lou Brock, that's going to start off with a base knock, we love that, good good start, no, 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 I didn't mean to accidentally try to go to second, I just meant round the bag hard, good lord, I'm trying to give this game away. Um, But as we kind of go through and look at the rest of the standings for the National League, if you're looking in your East, the Braves are standing at first, Philly, second, Marlins, Mets, Nationals to follow. We are not making another Nationals pick on this podcast ever again in the history of our days because that was stupid for either team that is down that low. Now, you go to the NL Central like we just got done talking about, the Cincinnati Reds are currently sitting at the top. The Brewers are half a game back. Cubs trying to claw their way back there. Three Pittsburgh at nine and a half cards at 10. And then if you're sitting in the NL West, you guys are kind of, it's a little bit of a dogfight for your top three teams. You got the Dodgers giants, diamondbacks Padres, and then you got the Rockies sitting there down at the bottom. Now we did talk about this kind of a little bit before the podcast. And I believe on it. JC said, if the Cubs can keep this win streak, he might move them up in their bracket. Now, both of us are still kind of hot on this Diamondbacks team that seems to continue to find a way to somewhat win. They're on a little bit of a two-game skid facing the Giants. Obviously, they've had a little bit of a losing streak in their la- um, since the Cardinals back a couple of weeks ago. They lost two to the Mariners, winning game one or winning game number two out of that three-game series. They've lost now two to the Giants. So now it's a matter of question can the Diamondbacks kind of bounce their way back and try to get back on the horse. I truly believe that they can. I don't think that they ever fell off. I think that a lot of teams like this just kind of end up struggling because they don't know where they have gone. They're used to they're not used to being in this scenario. And so I think I got thrown out stealing. I can't do anything right. Oh
1: man, it's painful. It's Corbin, painful.
0: Man. Corbin Carroll. If you're listening, do you want to drop your player there? Your player card, just drop it right to me. Poor favor, that'd be great, so I can steal bases or Acuna. So, but no, I think the Diamondbacks are a team that they could they could potentially kind of make some still make some waves. They've got one more game against the Giants to hopefully pick it up, make it a two two series. They've got the Twins for three, Dodgers for two. Padres then for three, Rockies for three, Padres once again for four, and then the Rangers before August 24th. So, I mean, that's a, t- that's a tough slate if you look at it. You got the Dodgers especially, and then the Padres kind of coming back to back. I, I think it'll be a tough one for them to see if they can bounce back, but I think they'll take a couple of – they should be able to take a couple of wins out of that in both series. I think they take one from the Dodgers, and then I think they possibly would take two from the Padres in round one. And then they would hopefully at least take two from the Padres in round two in that four-game series.
1: And here's the fascinating thing about the NL is it's so wide open. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at the uh, division leaders and, you know, the Brewers are right on the heels of the Reds. So you look at a team, you know, San Francisco's up a game and a half on everybody in that wild card. Then Philadelphia's a half game up on Miami and Milwaukee. And the the Diamondbacks are basically even with Milwaukee and Miami. They're only only a half game back. Cubs only two and a half. And then the Padres, which is weird, you know, because they've been such a a non-team that I really haven't even considered for a playoff spot. But they're kind of right there, too. They're sub-500, which obviously you're going to have to make up some ground if you're going to be a playoff team. But right now there's still five teams they're vying for three spots. And the interesting one's Miami. Miami hasn't been playing, you know, exactly lighting things up when they've been in their last little stretch here. And, you know, uh, Milwaukee, Cincinnati will be a good division race. And, you know, if you can get the Cubs to get into that race, it gets even more fascinating. But uh, St. Louis and the Pirates, 9 and 10 back. I mean, they're in it, I guess, but not really yeah yeah, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, the only team that's got any sort of, like, you know, I'm going to be a playoff team, barring the wheels absolutely falling <laughs> off is Atlanta. Because Atlanta, I can't remember. I want to say it's Max Freed that's coming back this week. Yes. They haven't had him since May 5th, and they've doubled their division lead.
0: Well, and that's the thing about Atlanta that you also have to look at. Atlanta is not, and granted, a lot of teams that are within this, I just gave up another bomb. Son of a.
1: Oh, there was a there was a smack after that. I heard that one. <laughs> I just well, hear, if he keeps playing, we're gonna hear a controller get thrown through a wall.
0: I threw a decent pitch that probably never should have been thrown to Shohei Otani, which was a curveball inside, but it was too much of the middle of the inside to. Then it was gone. Yeah, about 490, I believe is what the final stat you line said. Later. But if you take a look at the Show Atlanta on. Braves, when you have. I believe it's two guys that are hitting 30 homers at the moment. Which let me let me make sure I double check this right because I do want to make sure because I saw a sign for, or a stat for Matt Olson today because the man is hitting on fire. Yeah, Matt Olson has 37 home runs and Acuna is lighting up the board. He's hitting 335. He's stealing bags like no other. Matt Olson also leads with RBIs. But the way that this entire lineup is built for the Braves. With Austin Riley, Ozzie Albies, Matt Olson, you got Rosario there. You got Travis Darnota catching. I mean, still, you guys are built to last a long time. You guys are built to go through a gauntlet to where if your pitching kind of takes a little bit of a dive on a day, unless you guys truly just decide to say, hey, we're not going to swing at all, you guys should produce runs. And that's the thing that I think everybody, I wouldn't say overlooks because everybody knows that it's there but they underestimate that the Braves are just going to be there and score runs all the time. Like, when I go to these these games in Chicago this weekend, because I'm going to Saturday and Sunday, I'm expecting these games to either be, the Cubs better be able to pull back-to-back 10-run games if they want to win two when I'm down there, or at least just win two out of the series. They better be able to pull almost 10-run games back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Otherwise, the Braves are going to be there and they're going to steamboat. So that's the that's the one thing that you really have to look at when you go with the Braves is they have an offense to make sure that you you suffer even when their pitching can't make you do that.
1: Yeah, so you look at them, and I mean, that's the only team right now that has, you know they're in a playoff spot. I mean, and like I said, twelve game lead, you feel pretty good about it. Everybody else, it's open. On the NL, you know, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, and Chicago are all within three games. Diamondbacks, uh, hold Giants. On, hold on hold, on, hold on, hold on. Somebody is,
0: like, making a noise, I think, on the deck upstairs above <sighs> my apartment. Dude, like, it was literally, like, I couldn't tell what this noise was, and I can't see what's going on. But I think they're rattling some shit on the deck. Dude, I'm so- It literally was. It was just like a bunch of banging up there. Like, I don't know what was going on. Like, it was... They got, like, bikes and stuff up there. Like, I don't know if they were, like, moving them around.
1: <laughs> that was interesting. Why do you have bikes on a balcony? What are they doing up there? Well, they have... that.
0: There, There's a lot to explain with... I I don't know. They're- That's just interesting. Okay, well, mm-hmm. continue. Sorry.
1: <laughs> wow! I mean, I kind of want the backstory of the bikes on the balcony, but that's you know. just where they
0: keep them. They have a garage, and they're not in the garage. It's just where they keep them. I guess. So they just
1: ride their ride their bikes up and down the steps by yeah. oh, your apartment complex. Tremendously interesting. There's no All steps. Right. Oh, that makes it even more interesting.
0: <laughs> Indubitably, there is. There's a lot. Of, oh, huh.
1: wow! All right. Well, moving on. You can't even cut that out. I, Dude, I really I, thought something crazy was about to happen, and I was like, I, all right, well, I can't wait to see where this goes.
0: Well, it's like I, I kept, like, listening, and I just, like, I was hearing this just metal hitting each other, and I was like, okay, what the hell is that? And I'm thinking, oh, it's probably something blowing up against the AC unit because that's, like, literally right next to my office window, and then I remembered, okay, somebody's up on the deck, and I've – you can hear them walking around upstairs oh, and – um, I'm just like sitting here. I'm like, okay, are they outsider? And then I looked and I was like, is my car getting robbed? Like right in oh, front of me and no. I can't see it. Oh, my oh so wow. yeah. sorry for Nick. That was a Nick's just, right. uh, he's mad at the show. Just we'll, we'll chalk it up to that. <laughs> Satchel Paige right, is giving up bro. two runs. Almost three. Holy oh. shit. Get back, get back. Lou Brock. Oh my goodness. I caught it, by the way, in case anybody was wondering.
1: Yeah, I was waiting to hear what happened. <laughs> like, I'm not going to break it down after hearing that. I'm like, yeah. what, did he give up another long ball?
0: Nah, we're, we're okay. <laughs>
1: I'm fine. All right, so we're going to wind up this NL before we get to the AL. Yeah. <clears throat> Atlanta, 12-game lead, you feel good. Three teams in the Central, then three games as uh, baseball fans. I feel good. That, that's pretty fun. That's mm-hmm. exciting. I see Cincinnati in a couple weeks when they take on the Blue Jays. Hopefully we're playing good by then, but you know, you know, it's Toronto, so you don't really ever know. Uh, Three teams in the NL West within four and a half of each other, and of course the wild card race of about realistically three six teams within the race. If you expand it out to the Cubs that are two and a half back, Uh, then you get to the AL and. Baltimore finally lost to Toronto after smacking us last night, 13-3. Blue Jays pick up a 4-1 win. Uh, we needed it, and uh, we got it. Winning pitcher tonight for the Blue Jays. Kikuchi gets it done. Swanson gets the save. And we got out hit 7-3. to So, you know, however it gets done is how so it, gets it gets done.
0: done.
1: So we go for the or season, er, season split, series yes. split tomorrow. There was some stat, and I think it was one in fourteen. The Blue Jays going into tonight were like one in fourteen against the Orioles and the uh, Red Sox combined.
0: Are you so, really?
1: That's a tough look for the brand. Uh, tomorrow <laughs> is Gosman. Let's go, Gosman versus Flaherty tomorrow. Uh, for well, today by the time you get this podcast, and the game might already be done by the time you listen to it. But for August third. The fourth game of uh, four in that series in uh, Toronto. Big one. The Blue Jays need a Gosman game.
0: A Gosman I mean game.
1: That, they need Gosman to go out there and do what Gosman does. He's had a couple of clunkers this year, mostly against Houston, it seems. But they need him to go out there and throw eight innings of just go out there and get it baseball. Because then, you know, we roll into the weekend, and if I remember. Right, as I try to look it up here. Oh, we get Boston. I was going to say, I thought we got easy, but oh, well. maybe that's next week. We got the – who the heck do we got?
0: Uh, I was going to say, if you think Boston's easy for you guys.
1: Week, no, no, no. Oh, Cubs are next week. Hey, so hey, hey. So
0: <laughs> watch your, uh, you watch what, it, I sir.
1: It, I don't give a shit. <laughs> how good these Chicago Cubs are playing. I'd rather play the Cubs 100 times. Instead of the Boston Red Sox, uh,
0: that that's fine. Because five.
1: I just told you the stat that we are one in fourteen coming into tonight combined against the Orioles and Red Sox. So yeah, it doesn't get any easier after this. Uh, we go Bo Sox, and then early next week we have the Guardians. So that's not an auto dub be, either. Be.
0: Well, it should be okay.
1: Cleveland. So, we'll see.
0: They haven't impressed we, me at all.
1: Yeah, well, that's a fact. But they play in the AL Central, and no one in the AL Central is uh, impressive to anybody.
0: I so. was I was telling this about my buddy at work. who He's a baseball fan, and like he's a sports fan, like a Kansas City fan. But um,
1: Oh, rip.
0: Well, Chiefs fan more than Royals fan, but he does like the Royals. I was going
1: to say, your season was done yeah. like a month into the year. That yeah. sucks to be you.
0: But he went to a Royals game uh, last week, and... I was telling him I was like, dude, there was a time before the All Star break where there was a team in your in the Royals division that was not above 500. Like there was not a team. The winning team above was 500 below 500. 5. Now. I know
1: Minnesota's only one game above 500. Yeah,
0: and so that if for anybody that's like, oh, you guys shit on other divisions, it's like, that's no, we reason. shit we shit on the divisions that are reasonably bad, aka the AL Central, reasonably bad, the NL Central. When it's a year that teams are actually competing, yes, it's a decent it's a decent division. Otherwise, when it's kind of like now, where everybody's just really kind of flip flopping for spots, it's not the this greatest is one division. Of
1: the best years of the NL Central I've seen in a long time.
0: though. Oh yeah, since I like mean,
1: last year, it was like one team playing or maybe two. This year, I mean, the Cubs are creeping in there. Granted, the Cardinals are awful, but
0: I I will say this: I think that I can actually make this statement on. On full and not feel like, oh! Throw the ball! Hmm. I had a cutoff and I had a you chance are you to get.
1: Practicing to... for your t-ball team that you're going to coach at some point.
0: I will never coach it, a... dude. I can honestly tell you this, and this is a hot take. I am not putting my kid through t-ball at all. I will co- Oh, You're
1: just going to go straight to the 13 under league, Will?
0: Dude, not straight to the 13 Trapple under league.
1: ball or whatever the hell it is.
0: It'll probably end up getting overturned by whoever is the second half because that is going to be the conversation of I and this is not a this is not anything against T-ball. This is not anything against um like not being able to make friends or like play with play with their friends baseball regardless I truly
1: I can tell you've thought about
0: this a lot. dude I this is honestly a topic that I have thought about for freaking ever I don't want them to have to go through the fundamental of I'm sorry but everybody gets to play everybody gets like orange slices everybody just
1: it's T
0: ball. Oh, I know. And this uh, here's
1: where here's where I think you're trying to go with it, maybe a little bit, but you're going further than I would go.
0: Oh, I went further.
1: The whole non-score thing pisses oh, me off. Dude. But like the whole like everybody plays and it's feel good at the end is like you're just teaching like teamwork. You're not it's winning championships. Oh, it's
0: it's more of the fact but if also you
1: don't keep track of score, that's where it's like you're, you're teaching, you're sending the wrong message. There's winners and losers in sports. That's how this works. Yeah, they, Unless you're the NFL in overtime. Because you're know. <laughs> anyway.
0: little, A little subtlety there. But no, seriously, it's literally the, they can go up there and take as many swings as they want to hit this freaking ball. It is sitting right there. And I know it's hard for kids to do because they're kids, so how, wh- they're what five. Is the backup
1: plan, what is the backup plan to t-ball then?
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna help coach, or I'm gonna get them lessons until they are good enough to actually say, "Hey, we're gonna put you into a league."
1: I, dude, so I here's here's my rebuttal to the kid can't hit the ball off the tee. Well, did you teach them how to hit the ball off the team uh, That and that's all. Also- just, just send them into T ball and like, good luck. Hopefully, you know what to do. Because like, you gotta have time in the backyard before you send them to T ball.
0: So, and that's the other and thing. Like
1: he was a former baseball player, I feel like he's going to be teaching your kid how to throw a ball when they're like two.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm going to teach as soon as so he comes like out of the gonna womb. Be
1: better, they're going to be better than two-thirds of the kids anyway. Well, So, they're and, not going to need all the hits. They're going to hit it on the first try. And
0: and see, that's the one thing that I, I truly like. And like I said, this is really nothing against T-Ball because it's good for kids to be able to play with their friends, have fun, yada, yada, yada. But also, like JC said, we're here to win. And, oh, well, winning's just going to make them not like the sport. No, winning's going to make them love the sport even more. Sorry, Karen. You can sit down. Oh, pull the ball. Just go yard. (laughs) Ah. But anyways, see, this is what winning does, folks. This is why people like to win.
1: They feel happy.
0: I pulled it. I got it. It didn't go very far. I missed it with the PCI. Son of a. Sucks. Oh, I'm sitting right there. (sighs) But anyways, I I really do believe that T-ball is a good thing for kids. I do. I just do not believe in the fact that I have to sit there and wait four hours of my day because that's probably how this long. Is the most,
1: this is the most non-parent argument I've ever heard, and I love it. <laughs> this is spoken like a true twenty-something-year-old that has no kids. Oh, dude! I want to sit the hot sun to watch my kids for four hours while well, they do nothing but play terribly.
0: It's not the fact that I don't want to sit in the sun. It's the fact that I don't want to watch little Johnny on the other team making a dirt mound in between his cleats like I used to do because I was
1: there. I have like, been you're there. The big oh,
0: you are. This this is I really where am. It's
1: like. It's, team is not hyper competitive to start with. No. Like, I feel like. Oh. You know, once you get to, like. I don't know, like. Kid pitch, for lack of a better word, where it's not the parent throwing the ball anymore. That's where this argument really starts. with like, if the kids are just jacking around and not, you know, trying. I understand where you're coming from on that, but t ball—that's a little extreme.
0: I'll give you that one, but also <laughs> it's just—and it, like I, I said, I
1: also understand the whole thing. I'm like, I want to sit here and watch a sport that, in your case, you like love. Because, you know, you've played it your whole life. And, and it's, well, it's like a bunch of, like, five-year-olds that are just making, like, dirt mountains and chasing butterflies in the house. You know?
0: It's like it's like Clark from uh, Bench Warmers. <laughs> He's got the cricket in his glove, and it hits it hits the cricket. And like I said, yeah. it's it's I not... I think
1: you're thinking it. That, oh, that's yeah. I don't like, you know. Uh, but I get where you're coming from. It's like a, for a higher level than T-ball, of
0: course. It's... It's more of the just, okay, well, Cedric Mullins out in the outfield is so slow. I need Mike Trout in the outfield. Gosh dang it. I don't even want to say the score. It's, we're going to go 0-2 on this podcast oh, today. Oh, no. It's 5-0 currently. That, but like, like wow. I said, I have a, I, the meaning behind it is good. The thought behind my kid not playing t-ball is probably bad compared to all the other parents, people, every opinion out there kind of thing. It's more or less of the I just want my kid to be able to see that, yes, you can have fun. There is still a chance to be competitive. But at the same time, that's not what t ball's about. You're meant to kind of build dirt mounds and be stupid and just. In-
1: well, yes, but no.
0: Exactly, and see, there, there's the, there's the fine line with it, and it's not really trying to just find a hypothetical you're not, opinion.
1: You're not trying to purposely have them have the attention span of a squirrel, where they <laughs> kick rocks and chase butterflies during the game. Like you know, you're trying to rein them in, but you know, like you said, it's it's about fun. It's more about fun than anything about yeah, point. and that's like really up until, you know, unless you're talking travel league, which is a whole different game, but like, even like, until you get to, like, high school, to a large part, it's like, you know, go out there, have fun, you know, in middle school, you know, you're developing your, your, your your game, if you will, but like, once high school hits, like, it is. It's winning. It's it's go time. It's what you've been training for. Oh yeah. Since you're kicking those rocks and chasing those butterflies.
0: Well, and that's that's the one thing that I think that I just have more of a problem with here. MLB. If you want to speed up the game of baseball and keep more people involved, speed the speed T-ball the f up. Literally, that game takes forever.
1: T-ball. Oh my god. Here we go. So instead of limited. <laughs> you get three swings. and just like the real game. If you can't hit it in three, the game's
0: going to go six hours because nobody can hit the ball within three swings. Oh, my gosh.
1: I can't hit the ball in three. Dude, I've been hitting balls to the track.
0: No one goes anywhere. <sighs> Maybe I shouldn't have played T-ball or should have played T-ball. I did play T-ball. Austin Hayes, that ball is actually gone. I hope. Please. Yes thank you we have a run on the board it's six to one.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. my oh, stop again
0: but no it's just like I said it it's not the premise of t-ball is fine it, we've we've dove this way too out of like we are we are going at it but know, more, or less, I, more or less I more or less I'm coach, going at coach, it
1: like I don't know not necessarily t-ball because that's a little Young yeah, I mean, we're still, like you said, kind of, you know, building sandcastles and kicking rocks, but, like, you know, that, like, next level right after that, of, like, I'd love to coach a team like that. Oh, yeah, like... It's, it's young enough where it's, like, that thing you just roasted, the whole orange spices after the game, and, like, going out for pizza, you know, yeah. it's still, like, cool, and it's not, like, hyper-competitive, but it's not, like, you just stand
0: there and watch them whip on the tee. Well, and like so I was working with a 12U baseball team a couple days ago or like uh last week. And I was working with the 12U team and it was hot. And so the dude that I was working with, he offered to take the kids out for ice cream afterwards. Dude, they're 12. That's fine. They are and plus this is after their summer season like they're out here this is an extra practice and Getting them ready kind of for fall, everything like that. Like, dude, I'm 100% fine with maybe after a couple of practices, you take the kids out. If they did super, super good, like these kids did freaking fantastic. They were out there, like, it was hot. Like, this was back when it was like last week when it was like 108 feel and it was like 100 or it was like 100 actual temperature and like 112 feel kind of day, like, where it was super humid.
1: Honestly. Twelve-year-old kids for grinding when it's a hundred and eight out. Well, dude, they did freaking phenomenal. Like,
0: I mean, granted, it's it's hard to sometimes keep those younger kids that aren't the attention span is still like, and this is just for every like single coach. Like, the attention spans are definitely one of the hardest things to keep, even in high school. I mean, shit.
1: I was gonna say that's probably all. Oh levels, but yeah, every single level. You can go college pro. Each, each higher level you get. Obviously. Oh yeah. I don't know. There's nothing tougher than the time of year where you've had, like, a bazillion practices and never get to compete against anybody other than yourself. Like, there's not a team out there that's not going to lose focus at some point with that.
0: Oh, yeah. That
1: is the toughest, like, thing to try, you know, inner squad whatever is great. But there's nothing that compares to playing somebody else.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's like – you definitely need the the inner squads to get the guys warmed up, to get everybody like to see live pitching, everything like that. And you see more of that in like the high school level and the college level because like inner squad at thirteen, as a coach, if you're doing a lot of that, in my opinion, that's a little extreme just on your pitcher's arms because they are so young and they don't have that amount of like, you can throw them. However many times you want a weekend, but at the same time, like I'm I'm sitting there looking at it, I'm like, okay, if my kid is throwing this many, is this ball going off the wall? Oh, Cedric Mullins got one, thank God. Um, but no, if you're throwing this many innings now, and then you're going into a game throwing this many innings later, inner squads at like ten up, I would say high school is when I want to start inner squads, maybe even like varsity of high school inner squads.
1: Yeah, you use it sparingly at that level. Oh,
0: yeah. But at the same but, time... But, I mean,
1: like, my point was, like, there's a solid stretch in every team <clears throat> where you go and you haven't played an, uh, an opposing team. Oh, yeah. And that, that's incredibly difficult just to keep everybody focused, no matter really what sport it is, because, you know, when you go out for a sport or you play a sport, you're not playing it to just, you know, take infield or do all these drills or like tackling drills in football or like oh, running dude. five miles in cross country. You're in it for the competition.
0: Dude, I can't. And
1: so when you don't get that for, a, you know, a month, two months prior to your season, that, that's tough.
0: I truly like it. It was one of those things. I, I did cross country and I was the same thing. The mileage was fun, but at the same time, I needed, like, music or heavy tempo to compete or I needed somebody to run with me. Otherwise, I was just not oh, running, running a ton. Running by
1: yourself is awful.
0: It's it's not if the greatest thing in the world.
1: Or, like, no one to, like, you know, pace with or, you know, try to chase down if they're better than you. Yeah. Like, running by yourself is uh, not great.
0: Football. I, I applaud everybody that does football because, dude... The summer heat when you guys are wearing all those pads. Holy shit. I can't even even for some teams that play in like the state of Arizona, that play in California, that play down in Texas for high school when it's that freaking hot. Like I applaud you guys for doing that because like I wanted to play football. I just thought my baseball career was gonna be better off and I decided to do that. And also, we had a quarterback that was really, really good. And I was just better at baseball. So I stayed. But you guys that go through the fall and the, or like the summer camps and like early spring camps when it's still warm, like good for you guys. You guys go do that, you do whatever you guys need to do. It's a it's a tough route to go for some sports. But yeah, I agree. The competitive level, you need somebody there to prove that competitiveness rather than have to try to make it on your own cuz then your attention span really drops. So
1: just like this podcast, we're circling back to the. Uh, uh, where do we even highlight the AL? There we so go. much go. Where exactly we stopped, but we'll just skip right to the wild card race over there. Uh, we talked about the division leaders: Baltimore, Texas, and Minnesota. Uh, Tampa, Houston, Toronto is your three wild card teams. Uh, Jay is now two games back of Houston, which doesn't seem right. So let's update that. And uh, that is, wow, this is taking a big delay. Actually, that is right. It's 6.5 to 4.5.
0: Houston should be 4.5 back in the wild card.
1: So the Jays are two games behind them. And then you look at everybody else. Boston, 2.5. New York, Seattle, 3.5. LA, 4. Cleveland, is 7. And everybody else after that. Really, if we're being honest, everybody that's, Angels on is a tough sell, but nonetheless, they're there. So there you go. That's finally the comprehensive look at uh, <laughs> the MLB enough. with several several rabbit holes in there. But it's what we do, and that's what we're going to keep on doing. So nice. there you go.
0: I was going to say, if you're not used to the rabbit holes by now, then you must be very new to the podcast. And if you're very new to the podcast, welcome. This is also what we do. We tend to go... Incredibly long with some of our shows because we go through so many rabbit holes. So we're an hour and thirty minutes into this. Nick's in the bottom of the seventh. JC, have you gotten two games one yet on the show? Or yeah, on it's NHL? six to one. Oh, okay. It was
1: a six to one final that literally just wrapped up.
0: Well, it's six to three currently for me. I was able to score two more runs after that. So I'm not oh, how did I miss that? We're not entirely back in this game yet, but we're not entirely out of the woods. There might be, because I'm swinging a high fastball above my freaking head. So we're going to probably end up chalking up an 0-2 on the end of this podcast, because (laughs) I really don't know where else to... And there's two outs for the inning, so there goes the 7th. Tough. Tough indeed. So... With that, we've kind of broken that down. We'll wait to talk about, we've got, like JC said, within the next week or so, we have some very, like, subject-oriented, or subjective-oriented podcasts coming to you. Um, We're going to probably end up next week, we'll give it a little tease. There's some interesting news with the Pac-12 we'll talk about next week. There is, um, you know, the text that everybody's getting now from their friends that say, hey, uh, what app do you guys want to use? Because, you know, um, a good old fantasy time is starting up when it comes to football. <laughs> so, everybody's paying attention for those. Everybody's watching out. In case you guys haven't noticed, next week we're going to have a massive college football podcast going on. The week after that, or like the next week, we should have an NFL podcast kind of coming around. So, we're going to be talking about everything that's going on with teams for college football. Talking about the big Pac-12 scan, or I shouldn't say scandals, but talking about the big Pac-12, <laughs> it probably a scandal at this point. Sorry, the big Pac-12 kind of movement that we're seeing going on, as well as just a lot of other shit, and then as well as the NFL. Like we said, the season's coming soon, so we've got two podcasts that oriented to football within two weeks. So for
1: all you football and fanatics, of course, you know we'll, we'll update at the very end of those podcasts. We'll briefly run through the MLB because week to week. Uh, the wild card race is going to be fascinating. And there's some division races in there too, but it's going to be uh, interesting to watch.
0: Oh, yeah. It should be a fun time. <clears throat> so we got plenty of stuff for you coming out. We also have plenty of social media content coming for you. So if you guys haven't seen it, you can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, just look up the Covert Show. We are there. You can see a big blue, purple, and white logo. It has writing on it. I'm throwing to the wrong freaking base. I threw to second <laughs> base. The dude's trying to go home. We're going to throw back to third. Snap throw. Got him in the inning. Ha! That was...
1: And that, my friends, is what we call a moral victory. <laughs> that was the only victory I got today. <laughs> Albert. that's why it's a moral victory.
0: Yes. And so, like we said, you can check out the Covert Show. Just look for the logo. It's got Season 2 underneath that that big old bright, shiny logo. And we appreciate you guys leaving a like, a follow. We appreciate you guys leaving everything. We're just going to send Ozzy Albies. He is there. He is hosed. Wow, that did not work very good. And if anybody's seen it, the 58 runs, Uh, yeah, folks, it ain't here today. We've it's lost gonna games. It's going to
1: be his crowning achievement.
0: We've lost games today, so... Oh but with that I think we can kind of close this one out so jC do you got any closing sure remarks is. for the good old covert show people as we're an hour and thirty five in
1: you know I don't I don't think anything we haven't talked about you know the next two episodes are gonna be big you know if you like long podcasts uh that that would be the place to be because I think both of them will be a uh, Pretty in-depth, you know, with college football. You know, we'll touch on some Division 3 We'll touch on some NAIA. Iowa's got some tremendous NAIA talent in it. Of course, good old D1. There's going to be a lot to talk about there. Um, you know, the uh, touch on a little bit here, but this whole gambling thing that uh, everybody's getting busted for could be a little bit of that in there, too, because, I mean, the Lord knows where that bombshell is going to land. So, little dicey. Uh, that, that might be an understatement. So, yeah. you know, the next two. And then, of course, pro football pick We might see if we can grab a good old RC for that one, but we'll have to see on that. And uh, then it'll be time for Hexbugs to make some picks. And before you know it, The seasons will start, and we'll be uh, talking about playoff uh, baseball and good old NHL starting up. So it'll all get here uh, faster than we think it will.
0: Well, there we go. We've got probably our most favorite time of the year, I would say, because playoff baseball is kind of inching its way closer. NFL season for us is right pretty much at the door. College football is literally freaking knocking, trying to kick its – entire foot in saying here let me in let me in so we've got a good time of the year the only time we're waiting for is kind of when all three circle around with the good old nhl time because that's and
1: i i forgot to mention this too on the front of nfl jets cleveland browns tomorrow august 3rd yes preseason starts.
0: So or today is you. probably that's, when that's we the actually get it for you there you go <laughs> Well, By that's... the time
1: this gets out, it might be final. But you know,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Wherever you guys are at, hopefully you guys were able to watch the game and hopefully you guys knew. But we thank everybody for joining us on this podcast. Whether you guys are sitting there driving, listening to us, whether you guys are sitting just at home listening to us, at work. If we guys are if we are your guys' is like at work, just chill, honestly, I don't know how you guys <laughs> You guys work with us in your ear, but we appreciate it. Whatever you guys are doing and listening to the podcast, checking out our socials, whatever we do, it we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for all the reviews that you guys leave us, and thank you for all the likes, support, comments, questions, everything. We hope to see you guys soon. Thank you, and we'll see you guys next week with a college football-focused episode
1: on The Covert Show. Have a good weekend, everybody.